Hey, good morning, folks. It's Pastor Jennifer Hodson with Bryan Community Church, and welcome as you join us in this sermon. Um, what I'd like to do is, after I preach a sermon on Sunday morning, uh, later that next week, I'd like to record it and share with uh, you and anyone uh, online in case you were not able to worship with us um, or, you know, maybe you're not able to worship with us because you're not here in the community of Bryan, Texas. Uh, but for whatever reason, I am thankful that you have logged on. Um, I am, I've been talking a lot about the kingdom of heaven, um, you know, as I get situated. And um, one of the things that was really profound to me is that we don't have to wait until we die to experience the kingdom of heaven that uh, eternity actually can be found here on earth and we can see glimpses of God at work um, if we just open up our eyes and and look around and watch. Uh, so when we see people loving as Christ loved or um, you know visiting folks who um, are shut in or um, perhaps are in prison or helping to care and welcome children, I mean, those are all ways of of God at work. And so we get to see those glimpses of the kingdom of heaven right now. And we actually get to participate uh, in seeing those glimpses whenever we're the ones who uh, welcome the little ones or care for those who are in need. And so uh, Jesus talks a lot about the kingdom of, of heaven. And actually, um, if you read all of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, he is giving you um, examples of how we can be a kingdom people, uh, a kingdom that is not of this world, um, but is of God. And so one of the areas in which we learn a lot about what it means to be a kingdom people is in Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew chapter 5. And so over the last few days, we have been um, talking about Matthew 5, and I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to unpack not the entire thing, but just uh, one piece of it. And these are characteristics. If you want to be a kingdom people, if you want to be um, looking out for heaven on earth and participating on heaven on earth. Uh, these are characteristics in which uh, we as Christ followers can take on and have and um, and we get to, to participate in the kingdom. And so let me read to you just some of these blessings or happiness is uh, for, for some um, scripture verses or translations. Um, but this is what it means to be blessed or to be a kingdom people or in some translations, it says happy. And um, take a look, and I would say that uh, you might be leaning in like a number of folks who would have been leaning in and wanting to hear what Jesus said as he preached uh, to those who had come to listen. Uh, however, um, I must warn you, um, what you're gonna hear is gonna be hard. So let me read to you real quick, just some of these, these blessings or what is known as the Beatitudes from Matthew chapter five, starting at verse one. Jesus, we're told, um, now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
ready for this this is probably the hardest blessed are you when people insult you persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you and that brothers and sisters is really hard and so um for for people listening to jesus i think some folks would have had walked away and shook their heads and say, no, this, this doesn't make sense. Right. It doesn't, under, I don't, I don't understand. You want me to be poor in spirit. Um, blessings come from, or happiness comes from, from people who mourn from being persecuted. Some folks would just say no to that. And, and maybe you're one of them, but, um, I'm going to pray that as we listen and unpack this passage that you would actually lean in and, and stay at the table before walking away and, and, you know, turning Jesus off. Specifically today, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. This is where I want to focus. Now, I don't know about you, um, but I hate mourning. Um, when I lost my grandfather, this was the most devastating um, thing that I had experienced uh, probably in a really long time. I had lost an uncle earlier in life, but, but losing my, my pappy, that's what I called him, pappy, I had a really hard time. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't stand, I couldn't, I, well, I could barely stand, but I mean, I just couldn't stand the grief that, that overcame me, right? The emotions, um, you know, missing him and knowing that, that he wouldn't be at and the Thanksgiving or, or Christmas table any longer, you know, just, man, that was difficult. And um, I definitely mourned him. And so those emotions of grief, um, that's what I want us to focus on, uh, not so much the death part. Um, but if you've ever grieved, if you've ever um, been in a point in your life where you're just completely upset and, and you were unsure of what was going to take place next and um, those emotions I want you to focus on to understand this passage, okay? I don't want you to, to just stick with the, the loss of a loved one. I don't want you to stay there. But, but just understand those emotions because that is what um, this morning wants you to focus on. The meaning of this beatitude is just being overwhelmed with grief and being upset. Now, not in the sense of losing a loved one. That's why I said let's not let's not stay on the loss of a loved one. Um, instead, what Jesus is saying is, blessed are those who mourn, okay, who are upset over just grief stricken, not over the loss of a loved one, but actually the loss, or excuse me, but actually um, your. You're grief stricken over the sin that you have, you have participated in. You're upset with yourself because you sinned against yourself. You sinned against another person. You sinned against God. That that blessed are those who mourn. It means that they are overwhelmed with the grief that they are imperfect and that they have done wrong. And that's what Jesus is saying. And and it makes sense, right? Because we need to understand that, that we're not perfect and that, um, that when we have messed up, if we realize how, how badly we've messed up, then we can look to Jesus and appreciate that much more 
how he has forgiven us over our mess-ups, how he has forgiven us over our sins. And that's what this passage is saying. If you are going to be a kingdom of heaven people, we're going to experience heaven on earth, then we have to fully embrace this love and grace and forgiveness that Jesus has lavished on us after we have sinned, after we have hurt ourselves or hurt someone we know or love or care about or, or maybe an innocent party, then we can, we can say, wow, God, thank you for loving me even when it is undeserved. Thank you for forgiving me even when it is undeserved. Blessed are those who mourn, right? You are mourning that you have sinned, that you have fallen short of the glory of God, that, that, that you have wronged Jesus, you have wronged God, you have wronged your neighbor. Blessed are you who recognize that because then in that recognition of your sin, you recognize how great God is and how great his love and forgiveness are. And that is the kingdom people, and that is experiencing heaven on earth. Does, does that make sense? I, I hope so. Um, I was preparing for this sermon, and, um, you know, I just, not that we really want to focus on sin a whole lot, but um, I was thinking, first of all, what's sin? I think it's important uh, that we, we clarify what that is. Um, sin is really just anything opposite of who God is and what God does. Think about uh, God is loving and life-giving, and when we do something that is opposite of those things, um, and we are not participating in the life that God is calling us to lead, then then we are we are choosing to participate in sin. Um, what is sin? Some examples. Here's the thing: sometimes we like to focus on just one sin over another. Um, and there are some sins that I'm going to name here that uh, we probably have all been caught in. However, we, we don't want to admit it, right? Because, well, that's hard. How about pride, lust, greed, hate, gossip, lies, adult, well, adultery, but idolatry. Idolatry is putting anyone or anything above God. And from Romans 3, verse 23, listen to these words of truth, okay? So if you're feeling, you know, like, oh, Jen's, Jen's preaching to me. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm preaching to me too. Listen to this. For all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3, 23. For all. So that is me. That is you. That is all people. You look out your window. It's the folks living down the street. Um, while we were in service, um, we kind of made it a little fun, and I said, okay, now I need you to, to point to yourself and say, I have sinned. I have sinned, and I have fallen short. But then I made them to look very lovingly next to their neighbor, and silly, I said, tell them that they have sinned, right? Because we have all sinned. But when we realize that, and next to it, that Jesus comes alongside of us through his life, death, and resurrection, through his death on the cross. He took the sin of all the world so that we no longer have to feel shame or guilt, that that is washed away and it has given us freedom. And that's the good news. And that is the blessing. 
Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who mourn because we recognize our, our inability, inability to live a perfect and sinless life. But even more so, we recognize the love and the forgiveness that Jesus has for us. So brothers and sisters, I don't know where you find yourself, but, um, but I want to encourage you uh, to, to start living in an attitude that is humble and grateful. You know, that it's nothing that we can do on our own. And we live in this culture, and I was listening to a sermon today, um, where we're just such an independent culture. I'll do it myself. I'll do... No. <laughs> we don't have to try to do everything on our own because we can't, particularly to, to allow us to enter this kingdom of heaven and to experience it on earth. And then when we get to go to be with Jesus, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's nothing that we have done. It's everything that God has done because he has loved us. So I want you to know that you are loved today and I want you to embrace and be blessed knowing what Christ has done as he has forgiven you and your sin. Brothers and sisters, thanks for, for joining us. I pray that you are well, and we'll see you next time.